picture this with me. Imagine you're coming home from one of those long days at work or maybe a long day at school, and all that you want to do is just sit back on the couch and watch your favorite show and just relax a bit. You get home and everything seems quiet and still. You grab a snack, you grab a blankie maybe, you curl up on the couch, you've got the remote control ready, you are good to go. This is going to be an amazing, unwinding space after a long day. You push the power button on the remote control and nothing happens. Frantically, you push it a few more times to see if something will possibly happen and nothing happens at all. You get up off the couch, you get uncomfortable, you move up, you start hitting the power button on the TV and still nothing happens at all. Then you move forward around the back of the TV, you start like, playing with the wires, trying to make sure everything's like, set up right, that everything's going to work, but you can't figure out why the TV won't go on. You're getting more and more frustrated. And in that space of frustration, a family member happens to walk into the room and say to you, what are you doing? You respond with perhaps just a hint of frustration to let them know how you feel. I am trying to get the TV working because I want to watch my show and it's not working right now. And they respond to you, is it plugged in? And that's the moment when you realize maybe you should have checked that before you started playing with all of the wires and doing all the different things, but you plug it in and it's good to go. You can sit back, relax, and watch the show. Again, I'm sure this has never happened anything like this to any of you. <laughs> but maybe, just maybe, something like this has happened to us in our spiritual life and in our relationship with God. Maybe sometimes we're in a space where everything looks okay until we really try and move something forward, and then we realize there just isn't the power there that's necessary. Maybe we just can't really accomplish the things that we should be doing. Everything looks okay, but it just won't work. Or maybe we're frantically moving forward, putting all kinds of effort and energy and push into all kinds of things, trying to make them happen, and it's just not working. We're just not producing or seeing the fruit that we would hope for or the things that we want to see take place. And as I talked about last week, for many years in my Christian life, I really felt pressure that I needed to live the Christian life in my own strength, that it was up to me to be holy, it was up to me to accomplish everything that God wanted of me, and this led to a sense of frustration certainly within my life, but also I felt pretty ashamed. I felt like, why can't I just produce the things that I know God wants me to produce? I felt really discouraged, and it damaged my capacity to really feel a sense of closeness or connection with God. And the amazing thing about the Christian life is God is so gracious that he blesses us all of the way through. And he gives us the capacity through the Holy Spirit, he gives us the empowering that we need to live the life that he's calling us to live, to do the work that he's calling us to do. And today we want to look at this really freeing and liberating truth together that the Holy Spirit empowers us for the work that God has called us to do. Let's pray together as we dive in. Our loving Father, we thank you that you are a God who is gracious and compassionate slow to anger, and rich in love. We thank you that in your grace and mercy you have saved us and redeemed us. You've called us forward from darkness into the beauty of your wonderful light. And we're thankful that you don't demand things of us that you don't empower us to do. We thank you that you're not harsh or cold or indifferent, but by your grace you pour your own strength and your own power and your own life into us, leading us to accomplish the things that you're inviting us to do. We pray today, Lord, for many of us who maybe feel like we're living life and trying so hard and we just can't accomplish the things that we need to. We pray, Jesus, that your peace and your presence would meet with us. Pray, Lord, that where we just have a facade of everything looking really good, that your holy presence would come and bring real and deep life into all of these places in our souls. Would you move us forward faithfully with you? We are so grateful for you. We offer this time to you. We consecrate it to you. We pray you'd fill it with your presence to the exclusion of everything else and your light would shine through. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. 
Well, as you know, over the course of the last few weeks, we've been talking about this really good gift that God has given to us, that he has called us as a church to make Jesus known to every single part of our lives and our souls and our being, and to make him known to the peace region and to the world beyond. And that we get to do this in the empowering of his presence. We talked about the concept that every single one of us, every man, every woman, every child, regardless of our age or our stage in life, every one of us is a minister of the gospel in the places that Jesus has put us. That you are a minister of the gospel in your home. You're a minister of the gospel in your school, in your classroom. You're a minister of the gospel in your workplace, in your recreational opportunities. You're a minister of the gospel as you go grocery shopping. You're a minister of the gospel within your neighborhood. Everywhere that you go, you become a minister of the presence of Jesus to all of these places. And sometimes this can feel like a lot of pressure. Sometimes we feel a lot of weight. How on earth am I supposed to represent Jesus well with all the things that are still broken within me, with all the desperation and need of the world around me? And this is where we come to this really beautiful reality that God, in the person of his Holy Spirit, strengthens us and empowers us for the things that he's called us to do. The Apostle Paul explains this to us really beautifully in 1 Corinthians chapter 12. So if you have a Bible with you or a Bible app, I'd like to encourage you to turn there. If you don't have a Bible with you or you're not sure what the Bible is, again, don't worry about it. It'll be up on the screen and I'll read it for you as well. And so we'll be able to dialogue together through this passage. So beginning in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, we're going to start in verse 4. There are different kinds of gifts, but the same Spirit distributes them. There are different kinds of service, but the same Lord. There are different kinds of working, but in all of them and in everyone, the same God at work. Now to each one, the manifestation of the Spirit is given for the common good. And I just love this passage. I love the wonder of how God explains his truth to us because we know this reality. When we give our lives to Jesus and we begin a relationship with God, the person of the Holy Spirit comes and lives within us, the very presence of God himself. And as we grow to experience more of the life of Jesus and continually give more of ourselves to him, the presence and life of the Holy Spirit within us strengthens and grows, and he accomplishes more in us and through us. He takes the life that God has given to us and pours his own strength and his own capacity into us, producing things that are beyond the scope of what we ourselves could accomplish. He fulfills us with his presence and enlivens us in a whole new way. Now, I've been trying to think about how to explain this in a meaningful way, and so um, I'm going to need some volunteers to help me to do this really well. Okay, so first of all, I needed a volunteer who is under the age of 12 who's willing to come up here and help me to explain the enlivening presence of the Holy Spirit. So, yes, I see you back there, sir, in the middle. Do you want to come on up? Come on up. I saw your hand. Are you sure you're good? Okay. Come on, come on up. Okay, now I need a volunteer who's between the ages of 12 and 18 to come up and give me a hand with this as well. Between 12 and 18. Come on up, good sir. Come on up, come on up. And I need now a volunteer who's over the age of 20 to come on up. Somebody over the age of 20. <laughs> hey, Dave, yeah, yeah, yes. Thank you, Dave. Okay, so I'm going to get you guys to come right over here. Just come right on this side, kind of form a nice line so everyone can see your faces. I'll bring you up just a little bit so you're not hidden in the dark. You've got space in the light right there. And this is going to be awesome. Thank you for your help with all of this. It's going to be good. All right, so why don't you give us your name, and we'll kind of go from there. Dominic. Dominic, awesome. Thank you, Dominic. Uh, Riley. Riley, thank you. David. Awesome, David. Thank you, thank you. Okay, so I'm going to give each of you guys a cup. I don't want you to touch anything in it. just want to take a look at it. And then I'm going to ask you to tell me, what does this look like? What do you see in the cup? So, Dominic, what do you think? What does that look like to you? Sand. It's a little bit like sand, yeah? How about you, Riley? What do you think? Crystals. Crystals, maybe. Is it doing anything? 
Shining. Shining, shining beautifully in the wonder of the light that we have here. Dave, any particular thoughts? What does it look like to you? Pop rocks. Maybe. <laughs> All right, so how much do you guys trust me? Do you guys trust me pretty well? Okay, so what I want you to do, again, gauge the relative size of your mouth for sure. Uh, we had a bit of an incident in the first service, so it's good. Um, and then just pop them right in there. Just toss these things in your mouth and then tell me what the experience is like. So how's that like for you? What's going on in there? <laughs> come on, come on. You, you got to open your mouth now. This, this it's is popping. View. It's popping. Good. How's that, Dominic? What's it like? Pop rocks. Oh, yeah, pretty good. Okay, Dave, can we hear that? Just that sound? <laughs> oh, yeah. Awesome, awesome. All right, thank you guys. You've been great. Let's give them a hand. You can head back to your spot. You can take the pop rocks with you as well if you'd like. Okay, so bear with me in the explanation of this. So what happened with the Pop Rocks is we've got them in the cup, and they look pretty awesome, right? They glitter in the light, they seem really interesting, but they're not doing a whole lot. But when you pop them in your mouth, they come to life in a whole new way, and you have a completely different experience. Again, in a much bigger and much more significant way. This is kind of what we're like. Again, God has created each one of us uniquely, wonderfully in the image of God, and you are beautiful, you are fantastic, you're an amazing work of His hand. But as the Holy Spirit comes and lives within us, as He fills us and strengthens us, He brings us to a whole new sense of life. And we get to experience things in the presence and the fullness of the Spirit of God that we would never experience in any other kind of way. He brings us to life in just a really different capacity in an entirely different way. So we don't have to live the Christian life in our own strength. We don't have to serve God. We don't have to accomplish the mission that He's called us to in our own capacity or our own wisdom or our own strength. We just get to allow the Spirit of God to flow in us and through us. And as He does this, He moves us from what we can accomplish in our own effort to what can be accomplished as the presence of, and the power of God flows in us and through us. It's a really interesting gift because God knows you and He created you. He knows exactly the capacities that He's put within you, and as His Spirit enlivens you, it creates something beautiful and something life-giving. So every time you see pop rocks, you think about the power of the Holy Spirit alive and at work within you. It's going to be great. And again, typically when we think about gifts, we think about a gift is given to me and I get to use it totally for myself. But one of the interesting things I find about God is that God gives us gifts and strengths and the presence of his Holy Spirit. And he gives us these things, but they're not just for us. As the Apostle Paul explains to us, he says, Now to each one, the manifestation or the expression of the Holy Spirit is given for the common good. And again, as the gifting and the presence of God works through me and works through you, certainly we are blessed. We get the experience of having God work through us, and it's amazing. We get to know Jesus more as we submit to him and as his presence and his spirit works through us. We get this beautiful gift of seeing other people and ourselves changed through the empowering presence of God. But this isn't just for us. This isn't just to make us look amazing. This is for the common good. This is for the good of our family and our friends and the people in our neighborhoods. This is for the good of one another in the church. This is for the good of everybody else around us. And so say, for example, if God gifts you with tremendous wisdom and insight, you can understand and explain things really well, that's not just for you to look awesome. That's also for you to bless and to strengthen and to encourage people around you. It's for you to help them and uphold them in the life that God has given to them as well. It's a really good gift of God that he gives us these things, and Jesus modeled for us perfectly what it looks like to live this life in the empowering presence of the Spirit and to bless others through it. In Luke chapter 4, Jesus explains to us a bit of what his ministry is all about by quoting the prophet Isaiah. And Jesus says, The Spirit of the Lord is on me, because he has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim freedom for the prisoners and recovery of sight for the blind, to set the oppressed free and proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. 
And again, Jesus is saying to us, the presence of the Holy Spirit is on him, and what that looks like, the expression of that on him, is that good news is preached to the poor. The people who are caught up in bondage and imprisoned are set beautifully free. The people who cannot see, their sight is restored, and that the glory, the wonder of the favor of God gets explained to everyone everywhere. This is what it looks like as the presence of God moves through him. And interestingly enough for us also, as we submit our lives to the movement and work of the Holy Spirit of God, other people are blessed, they are strengthened, they are encouraged, they are welcomed, they are cared for, they are healed, they are set free, they are strengthened, they are guided, they are led, they are encouraged, they are welcomed with the loving arms of Jesus. And it's not just about us, we get this powerful gift of being an expression of the presence of God to one another around us, and so we never want to hold our gifting back. We never want to hide it away because it's not just for us. It's for everybody else around us. And as we withhold our gifting, it takes something from the people around us that they really need in an expression of the presence of God. And so what might this look like? If the Holy Spirit of God is alive and at work with me, within me and within you, what might that look like for us? And the Apostle Paul just moves on to give us a bit of a list of some things of how this might look. And this isn't an exhaustive list. It's not meant to tell you every gift everywhere because God is infinitely creative. And the way that he expresses his gifting in you and in me is as creative as God is himself. But Paul wants to give us some examples of how this might look. And so he says to us, to one there is given through the Spirit a message of wisdom, to another a message of knowledge by means of the ones of the same Spirit. To another, faith by the Spirit. To another, gifts of healing by that one Spirit. To another, miraculous powers. To another, prophecy. To another, distinguishing between spirits. To another, speaking in different kind of tongues. To still another, the interpretation of tongues. All of these works, uh, all of these, all of these are the works of one and the same Spirit, and he distributes them to each one just as he determines. And so Paul wants us to understand Again, maybe in your life, when the presence of the Holy Spirit flows through you, it looks like wisdom. It looks like the capacity to know what to do and to explain it clearly to others. Maybe it's an overwhelming sense of faith, a capacity to trust God for the seemingly impossible things of life. Maybe it's discernment and the capacity to know what's really from God and what's not. Maybe it's the gifting of tongues and the capacity to speak in different languages or to interpret those things. Maybe as the Spirit of God moves through you, you can touch people and pray for them in the name of Jesus and they are healed and restored. Maybe miraculous things happen. Maybe as the Spirit of God moves through you, you are strengthened to serve in practical and helpful ways to make the lives of others better. Maybe you're gifted to show people mercy in situations where they're really struggling and having a hard time. Maybe it's by being generous with your time. Maybe he gifts you with hospitality so that everyone you encounter just feels warm and welcomed and cared for. Maybe he gifts you with the capacity to lead or the ability to organize things and structure them in a way that will produce life and help other people to flourish. It could be these are so many different other ways that the Holy Spirit of God moves in us and through us, making the presence of God felt and known and real in the environment around us. And the fascinating thing is that God gifts every single one of us. Nobody gets excluded from this. Every single person who's in Jesus has the presence of the Holy Spirit within them, and it means that the Spirit gifts them and shines His light through them. But we have to give up control in a sense because we don't get to pick what we get. 
The Holy Spirit knows us better than we know ourselves, and he decides what the giftings are that he wants to pour into me and into you, and how he wants to express himself through me and through you. And no one person has all of the giftings, because we are meant to live in a space where we are interconnected and dependent upon one another. And if one person could have all of the giftings, they could do everything. And we're not supposed to do everything. Each of us is meant to serve in the particular way that God has uniquely designed and equipped and made us. For example, again, I know I'm gifted to preach. I love preaching. As I'm preaching, I feel the presence of Jesus and his delight in me. This is just life-giving to me to be in this kind of space, to be able to share the word of God and to just really enjoy it. But I also really love music. I love music. I love listening to music. I love engaging with music. But I cannot sing. Like, I just cannot do it. Um, you know, a number of years ago, when we were kind of learning how to live stream, um, we were in a service, and I was up at the front, and I was doing what I often like to do, just belting it out with the band because I want to be a part of it, and I want to engage with it really well. And my mic was turned off in the room, so I thought that I was totally fine. Um, but apparently, the sound guide made a mistake, and my mic was live on the live stream. Um, and so, um, yeah. It wasn't great. It wasn't a manifestation of the Spirit of God, let's just say that. Um, in fact, it was so bad that the guy who was producing the live stream ran down a flight of stairs through a couple of rooms to try and get to the sound guy as fast as he could because he's like, he's drowning out the worship team. You've got to turn him off. It was just that bad. It was just a disaster. Um, and so part of the deal is just learning to accept and to process the unique giftings that God has given to us and what he hasn't given to us as well. And this is hard for us in our culture because we really compare a lot. We like to look at what somebody else has and say, if I only had their gifting, I would feel significant or I would feel valuable. If I only looked more like that person, then maybe I would feel more okay. Obviously, that person is someone that God's using in really significant ways, but what about me? I don't feel like my gifting really makes that much of a difference. Again, sometimes we minimize our gifts because they don't look like somebody else's. Or sometimes we spend all of our time, you know, dis um, discounting the things that God does through us because it's not the same as what he does through somebody else. And a part of this is the capacity to just welcome and receive how God has made us and the ways that his spirit pours himself in us and through us because it is the presence of Jesus. I think the best example for me of this was Christmas morning a few years ago. So imagine this family scene of ours. It's Christmas morning. We're up bright and early because everyone who's good and right and holy opens Christmas presents on Christmas morning and not on Christmas Eve. Uh, and so we're up early Christmas morning. We're opening presents. We're having a good time. And you know, Marie and I are really into this. Uh, our oldest, she's just tearing through the gifts. She's loving it. She's having a great time. Our youngest was about uh, two years old at that point in time. And Sophia's just looking at us all like, scowling. She's just like looking across the room. She won't open a thing. She won't touch a thing. She's just sitting back scowling at all of us like, why am I out of bed at this ungodly hour of the morning? And I don't understand what's going on. And so Maria and I are talking. She's like, we're like, do we just let her be cranky all morning and not open anything? I don't know what to do. And so Maria says, why don't you just take a gift and just open it a tiny bit and just let her see that it might be something that she wants? I'm like, okay, that's a great idea. So I picked up a present that I knew she'd like. It was, you know, one of those dolls that has like the pink frilly hat, kind of the pink frilly dress. You know the one that when you put water in its mouth, it pees? It was that one. Um, and so it's like this doll is there, so I just rip it open just a tiny bit, and Sophia's sitting across the room scowling, and as she catches a glimpse of it, her whole demeanor changes, and she explodes in excitement and yells at the top of her lungs, it's Jesus! And so she comes racing across the room to grab the doll because it's Jesus, and she's going to get Jesus for Christmas. It's going to be great. And I think this is what we're like with our gifts so often. Again, we have these gifts, these capacities that God has given to us, but when we look at them, we don't want to engage with them because maybe they don't look like somebody else's gifts. 
and we just wish that what we had looked more like what somebody else has. Or maybe for some of us, we've been really hurt. We've been really wounded by the church or by other people or by somebody's comments about the ways that we served in the past, and we just don't want to use our gifts anymore. We just kind of want to leave them and we just want to sit by. But the truth of the matter is these gifts are Jesus. They are an expression of the presence of Jesus in us and through us. And we never want to neglect that. Because if we neglect the presence of Jesus flowing in us and through us by his Holy Spirit, we miss so much in intimacy with him and all the ways he's calling us out into life and to experience more of him and to serve him. And so many people around us are deprived of an experience of being blessed and ministered and cared for because we don't want to let that part of the presence of Jesus shine through us. And so a part of our calling as we navigate our gifting is to recognize this is an expression of Jesus. We want to shepherd that, we want to steward that, we want to embrace it, we want to allow his life to flow through us as fully as is humanly possible because all of us and the world around us so desperately need to see him and to know him and to experience him. As let's not hinder the presence of Jesus from flowing in us or through us. Again, we don't want to be like the TV that I talked about at the beginning. We don't want to just look good but not really be able to accomplish very much. And we don't want to live our lives just straining and pushing and trying to do so much activity but not really seeing the experience that we hope for in Jesus. And so we're going to embrace more fully the wonder of his empowering and his calling for us. Today, I think there's three things that I want to encourage us to do. Again, the first one, I want to encourage you just to get to know more of the gifts that God has given to you. God uniquely sees you, and he delights to express himself through you. It's a wonderful gift to explore and to come to understand and to know more of how has God gifted me to serve him and to bless the world around me. Again, if you have no idea what these gifts could be, I want to encourage you to start off with maybe some kind of spiritual gifts test. There's a whole bunch of them on the serve wall, which is just right outside that door. You can take one home, you can process it. It might give you some ideas of the ways that God has gifted you. But don't just stop there. I want to encourage you to think about and pray about where do I see the presence of God moving through me? Where do I most experience his joy? Where do I see other people most impacted as I choose to serve? And for many of us, we need to talk to somebody else as well. For many of us, we need to have other people speak into us and say, this is the way that I see God using you. These are the ways that I see God empowering you. This is the way that I see God impacting the lives of others through you. Because for some of us, we just can't see it. And for others of us, we're too afraid that we might feel a little bit proud if we acknowledge the ways that God has gifted us. And we just need the affirmation of somebody else to speak those truths into us. And so again, first of all, I want to really encourage you, get to know the gifts that God has given to you. And then secondly, delight in the gifting of God. Don't waste your life and your effort and your energy trying to be somebody else or wishing that you had the gifting that somebody else does. But choose to embrace the wonder of how he has created you, the delight that he has to express himself through you. And as you do these things, you will grow in confidence and in strength and capacity to serve him really well and to walk with him faithfully. And then thirdly, I want to encourage us to continue to grow in the gifts that God has given to us. And for some of us, this means we need to practice them, we need to engage with them, we need to keep kind of working on the giftings that we have. As the Apostle Paul uh, would tell us, to fan into flame the gift of God that has been given to us, to grow and to learn and to develop as we experience more and more of his presence and his goodness. But the very best way for us to grow in our gifting is to just get to know Jesus more. 
because all of our gifts are simply an expression of the presence of God within us. And so as we spend time with God and as we remove areas of sin and things that are hindering our walk with Jesus, the presence of the Spirit of God strengthens within us and becomes more and more obvious and more and more clear in us and through us. So let's just really get to know Him. Let's remove anything that hinders us from walking with Him really well. And so today I want to encourage us just to take a minute to reflect and to respond. And so what's standing out to you most from the message today? Again, do you recognize that maybe God is calling you to let go of the feeling that you need to live the Christian life in your own strength? Maybe today he's inviting you to welcome the liberating truth that he is alive and at work within you, and he wants to make his power clear through you. It's not just up to you to do this really, really well. Or maybe today he's inviting you to just delight in the wonder of the gifts he's given to you, to not try and be somebody else, but to live confident and sure in the person that he's created you to be. Or maybe today this is about not holding your gifts or hiding them away or just trying to use them to make yourself look great. Maybe this is about a willingness to step out courageously so that other people are blessed and ministered and encouraged and cared for. So just take a minute with God and just process with him anything that he's saying to you out of the message today. Is there anything that God is calling you to change or anything that he's inviting you to step into? Just take a minute to process that with him. And today's been a really great space to celebrate the gifts that Jesus has already given to us and the ways that his spirit expresses himself through us. But I recognize that today for some of us there may be new gifts that the Holy Spirit wants to impart to us or ways that he wants to strengthen gifts that he's already given to us. So in a minute I'm just going to pray for us as a congregation to just receive whatever gifting the Holy Spirit may want to give to us that's new or ways that he wants to strengthen our gifting. But I want to encourage you, if you feel like maybe this is something that God wants for you, if you want to receive more from him, maybe a new gifting or a strengthening of a gifting he's already given to you, I just want to encourage you just to kind of hold your hands out as a way of signifying, Lord, I want more of you. I'm willing to embrace what you want to give to me. And so you want to receive more today of the empowering presence of the Spirit. I just want to encourage you just to hold your hands out, and I'll just pray for us as a congregation together. And so, Holy Spirit, we just invite you to come. Holy Spirit, we ask that you would breathe a fresh and a new sense of life over us and into us and through us. Spirit of God, we choose by faith to receive the fresh anointing and empowering that you want to give. We choose to receive the ways that you want to strengthen gifts you've already given to us. And we are open and we are available to you for anything that you want to pour into us today. 
We ask, Holy Spirit, that you would stretch out your hand and you would impart to us fresh and new gifts of healing because our, wor our world is so broken. We ask you, Holy Spirit, that you would meet with us in wisdom and in insight and knowledge and truth. Give us a healthy, holy discernment and capacity to know the truth. Give us an unshakable faith to trust you in each and every situation. Make us people who are hospitable and can show and welcome others with the warm embrace of the presence of Jesus. Holy Spirit, would you fill us with words of knowledge and prophetic truth? Would you speak to us in new tongues and interpretation? Would you pour your life out over us and in us in miraculous power and in strength? Grant us capacity to lead and to organize and to administrate and to show mercy. Would you take our capacity as a church to be strong and powerful in practically helping one another? And would you fill this with your presence and make it a manifestation of your glory that many people would be helped and changed and strengthened? Holy Spirit of God, we are open and we are available for however you want to bless and guide and empower us. We thank you for loving us and walking with us. In Jesus' name, amen.